Relic Radio Thrillers. We're going to hear an episode from The Chase this week, an NBC series of 55 episodes that aired between April of 1952 and June of 1953. Our story today is from October 5th, 1952. It's titled Flight from Istanbul. Company invites you by transcription to join the chase. There's always the hunter and the hunted, the pursuer and the pursued. It may be the voice of authority or a race with death and destruction, the most relentless of the hunters. There are times when laughter is heard as counterpoint, and moments when sheer terror is the theme. Always there is the chase. I've never been blessed with more than just an ordinary memory. But I know I shall never forget the date, the exact hour and minute and second when I made up my mind to end it with my wife. It was in Istanbul, of all places, on a trip around the world... I had managed to sneak away from Martha, my wife, for another clandestine meeting with a girl I adored. Sybil, the most graceful creature who ever walked this earth. And as we sat in the shadows of a small park, our hands clasped, we could hear the voice of a muezzin calling from some nearby minaret. George? Yes? What are you thinking? I'm thinking of the day that I first met you, Sybil. It's only been three weeks since I joined the boat at Southampton. Three weeks? They've been glorious. And I objected when my wife proposed this trip. A tour around the world with Martha, what could be more boring? And then we met aboard the boat. And here we are. Yes, here we are. Where do we go from here, George? Go? We don't go anywhere. You mean you're not going to tell her? About us? Naturally. Why, I can't do that, Sybil. Why not? Why, just can't, that's all. And there's no need to. You said you were coming to the States when this trip is over. We can see each other freely, darling, without George. Well? Your wife's very rich, isn't she? Well, I told you that... And you hate to lose her money. Oh, now, Sybil. If you divorce her, she'll cut you off without a cent. Does it mean so much? I... Don't quite follow you. We can get along without her money, can't we? You're intelligent, attractive, and I can find a job of my own in your United States. Oh, that's ridiculous. Is it? Now, let's not be silly about this. Darling, I... Where are you going? Back to the ship. Alone. And I think it's time you went back to your wife and her money for good. She just didn't understand, that's all. One does not leave a woman like Martha very easily. And besides, Martha depended on me. She had not been well, and she... 
Oh, why lie to myself? Martha's feelings didn't enter into it. Sybil was right. It was Martha's money I hated to lose. Martha was waiting for me in our stateroom, as usual, with her mouse-colored hair done up in curlers and an inch of cold cream smeared over her sallow, homely face. George? Are you still up, Martha? Where have you been? Just seeing the town, that's all. You said you didn't want to leave the boat this afternoon. Do you expect me to remain here on the ship and bore myself to death? Oh, now, don't be angry. I'm not angry. My headache's gone. I'll be fine tomorrow, George. Then I want you to show me the city. The ship doesn't leave until midnight, and I've arranged for a guide. I want to see the mosques and the minarets. Well, then you won't need me. A guide can show you around satisfactorily. Then... Well, if you're going to be difficult about it, very well, then. I was thinking of buying you those cufflinks you wanted, but I'm in no mood to go shopping alone. The, uh, sapphire cufflinks, Mother? Yes. You always take me so seriously. You know very well I'll go with you tomorrow. Do you know what I want to see most, George? The red minaret. The one that Sultan built 500 years ago. They allow visitors to the top, and you can get a marvelous view of the entire city. Well, I saw it from the outside this afternoon. It's never used anymore. It looks as though it's on the verge of crumbling. Typical tourist come on. I don't think it'll be very interesting. But they say it's so high. Oh, about five or six stories. You've got to climb on foot all the way. Frankly, it's... It's what, George? Now that I think about it again, of course, why not? We could get some good pictures from the top. That's just what I'd love to do, George. Uh, do we actually need a guide, though? Well, could we see it alone? Well, it might be fun, just you and I, Martha, with the romantic view of old Istanbul. Let's go up together with no one else, shall we? I love you when you're like this, George. So thoughtful. Yes. I'm very thoughtful, Martha. When it comes to you... How much longer, George? Well, I can see daylight above us, Martha. Just a few feet more. Oh, the steps are so steep. They're easy for you, of course, but... Well, there's 15 years between us. Oh, well, you're a lot younger than I am in every way but years, Martha. Come on, we're nearing the top. Two, three, five, and here we are. Uh. The view was breathtaking. Below us was Istanbul, with its hundreds of mosques, lovely harbor, and it was wonderful to see, providing you didn't let your eyes look down below the minaret to the street, because the effect was startling. It was at least a 200-foot drop, and the short stone shelf around the top only came to one's knees. A stiff breeze was blowing, and it almost seemed that if you got too close to the edge, the wind could send you hurtling down, down, down. George! Yes? Oh, isn't it magnificent? Yes. We seem to be all alone, high above the world. Oh, I must take a picture. Uh, this, uh, this seems like a likely spot. Uh, that pillar is in your way, Martha. Don't you think you'd get a better shot if you stepped closer to the edge? Here? Yes, there. Oh, the wind's so strong. Maybe you'd better come and hold me, George. You'll be all right. Just take the picture from there. All right, George. As she placed the camera to her eye, she inadvertently moved to the very edge of the short protecting ledge. She didn't see the loose stone, just an inch from her left foot. But I saw it and said nothing. At that moment, a gust of wind stronger than the rest whistled through the minaret. 
she moved her foot to regain her balance and it came in contact with a loose stone. As the stone gave way, she tripped and started to topple. George! She tried to regain her balance but couldn't. Frozen, I watched her twist around and face me. Her features agonized with fear. And then... I didn't push her, did I? Even if I had the idea, I did not go through with it. It was the wind and the loose stone, I tell you. Save me, George! George! I'll admit, that was something I didn't bother to do. Mr. George Thurston? Yes. I am Captain Mohammed Bej, Turkish police. I know this is no time for questions, but routine is routine. You understand? Yes, of course. You were alone on top of the minaret when the accident occurred? Yes, we were. Without a guide? Yes. You were standing how far away, may I ask, when the accident occurred? About, um... As far away as you are now. And you couldn't save her. But don't you think I would have if I... Of course, of course. I'm merely trying to get the precise details concerning the accident. Why do you keep repeating the word accident like that? It was an accident, was it not? Naturally. Your wife was rich, Mr. Thurston? What has that got to do with it? Please, don't take offense. This is an unpleasant task for both of us, and... I dislike it as much as you do, my friend. Well, then let's get it over with. It is over, Pasha. What did you call me? Pasha. A term we Turks often like to use in connection with foreigners. (laughs) It is an honorary title, and we find you Americans are amused by it. Is the interview over, Captain? I think so. Then I'll get back to the ship. One moment. Haven't you forgotten something? Forgotten something? Your wife must be buried. She's still in the morgue. I'll arrange for that. Now. And then uh, you will leave with your ship when it sails for Beirut at midnight. Well, of course. Nothing to keep me here, is there? Nothing. Bon voyage, Pasha. <laughs> he bowed slightly and smiled. A short fat man with a large mustache and skin like horsehide. And then I suddenly discovered I hated the very sight of him. And that he frightened me, too. We're moving, George. Oh, thank goodness. I am so glad to get away from Istanbul. I guess you want to leave the boat at Beirut. Leave? What for? Surely you won't get very much pleasure out of the trip after what's happened. There's no need to leave, Sybil. Just as soon continue. I've cabled my lawyers in New York, and they're going to have the will probated and settle Martha's estate. It'll take a little time, but it'll be over when I arrive back home. Or, I should say, when we arrive back home, Sybil. What are you looking at, my dear? Ma'am, behind you. You've been watching us for the past five minutes ever since we came out here on deck. What, ma'am? Mohammed Beige, the captain. What was he doing aboard the ship? For a moment I felt weak, helpless. Then I remembered. I had nothing to fear. 
My hands are clean. The entire affair was accidental. Uh, Sybil, would you mind going into the salon for a few moments? I know that man, and I'd like to speak to him alone. Who is he? Uh, he's just an official. Please, I'll see you later on. It's after midnight. I think I'll go to bed. Kiss me goodnight, George. For heaven's sake! Not here, you fool! George! I'll see you in the morning. Good night. Good evening, Pasha. Just what are you doing aboard this ship, Captain? Sailing like you, Pasha. Are you trying to be funny? As a matter of fact, I'm attending a conference of police in Lebanon, Beirut to be exact, and as I have some time, I decided to travel by boat and relax. Well, I hope that you have a pleasant trip. Pasha. Her name is Thurston. George Thurston. And... That attractive woman I just saw. Mind your own infernal business, do you understand? Good night. Good night, Pasha. I behaved like a fool and I knew it. You think I had some kind of a guilt complex the way I let him bait me? I was innocent, wasn't I? I never touched her. I... Well, I don't have to prove that to myself. That night, I couldn't get to sleep. It was hot inside my cabin, and the fan barely stirred the stifling air. I took a sleeping pill, and it finally calmed me down. As I slept, I dreamed. If I had known before just what that dream would be, I'd have been happy to spend a sleepless night. I dreamed of Martha, and the way she looked at me before she died. I saw her again on an empty street, and I turned away to hurry in another direction. But she was following me, chasing me, with her arms outstretched and agony of horror on her face, and I ran faster, faster, until I thought my heart would burst. And then... Save me, George! George! I woke in a pool of perspiration, and yet I felt as though my body was sheathed in ice. Good morning, Sybil. Good morning, George. May I sit here and have breakfast with you? If you wish. Did you sleep well last night? You look so tired. I slept very badly. I had a dream. A dream? I just as soon not repeat it. At any rate, I... Good morning, Pasha. Good morning. Uh, we'd rather be alone, if you don't I mind. am Captain Beige, mademoiselle. I'm afraid your escort has forgotten the amenities. Uh, this is Miss Sybil Smith. Sybil Smith. A pleasure, Miss Smith. How do you do, Captain? Uh, have you finished your breakfast, Sybil? Why, yes, George. Uh, let's go out on deck, shall we? But your coffee. I'll have it served out there. Come along. Nice to have met you, Captain. The pleasure was mine, Miss Smith. I'll see you later on, Pasha. Come on, Sybil. Let's get some air. What's the matter? Are you ill, George? I'm all right now. Why did you do it? Why did I do what? Tell him my name was Smith. Oh. Well, I... I thought he had no right to barge in on us that way, and I just wanted to bait him. Well, who is he? He's just a Turk. An army captain? Yes, army captain. Let's not talk about him anymore. He's a very dull subject for conversation. George, I... I know what you've been through during the past two days and how Martha's death upset you, but 
Is there something else? What do you mean? You seem to be so nervous, so jumpy. Is there something worrying you? Nothing. Nothing at all. Let's take a turn around the deck, shall we? Nothing. Nothing was bothering me except... My hands were clean, I tell you. I did not kill her. I did not touch her as she fell. Not saving her was a negative action, not a positive one. It is not the same as deliberate murder. Or is it? Scotch and soda, steward. Make it double. La même chose, uh, s'il vous plaît. Mohammed. Well, we are becoming friends. You have never used my first name before, Pasha. What is your game, Captain? My game? I'm sorry if you feel that way. I assure you, I... Oh, by the way, this might interest you, Pasha. What is it? A picture postcard for tourists. Here, look. It is a photograph of the Red Minaret. What are you trying to do to me, Pesh? Pasha, please, the other passenger. I'll tear this thing to shreds. From now on, keep away from me, do you hear? Keep away! It was a stupid outburst, I'll admit. But the fellow drove me to it. A moment later, I hurried out of the salon and back to my cabin. I stripped off my coat and tie and lay down on the cot. I was exhausted, spent. And a few minutes later, I was fast asleep. Again, I dreamed. This time, I was on a Turkish roof high above the city. Suddenly, Martha appeared. She floated toward me, her arms outstretched, and I stumbled backwards, back, back, back to the edge of the roof. And she followed, staring at me with those remorseful eyes. And then just as I reached the edge, I stepped aside and Martha floated past me and over. Save me, George! George! George, darling, wake up. No, Sybil. I, I was looking for you on deck and as I passed your cabin, I heard you scream. Oh, Sybil. What is it? I've got to leave this boat. Leave? How can you? As soon as we reach Beirut. I've got to get off, Sybil. All right, darling, of course. I'll leave with you. Yes, and we'll fly. We will, do. We will fly back home. I'm sick of this trip, and I'm sick of Captain Beige. What's Captain Beige got to do with anything? Did, did I mention his name? I, I, I didn't mean to. Sybil, I'm tired. I want to rest here alone. Do you mind... No, of course not. If you're sure you're all right. Oh, I'm fine. Just leave me for a while, my dear. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, that everything will work itself out. I lay on the bed for hours after she left. Not daring to shut my eyes, I heard the ship's bell at two, again at four. I struggled against falling asleep. I knew that if I saw her again, if Martha chased me once more in a dream... I might crack completely. I stayed awake all night. Early the next morning, half numb with fatigue, my legs dragging, I pulled myself out on the upper deck and collapsed in a deck chair near the stern. Good morning, Basha. You again? 
You look tired today. Have you been getting enough sleep, my friend? What do you, what, 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 what do you want? Why don't you leave me alone? Oh, I have news for you, Pasha. News? The ship is putting into the port of Ismir this evening. I have just spoken to the captain. She's putting in a port? What for? The captain has just received word that there is a violent storm brewing in the southern Aegean and moving north. He will tie up in port for 48 hours until the storm has passed. I see. It will be dull, no doubt. But I shall remain on board and continue the journey. What about you? I'll remain on board, too, naturally. Yes, naturally. How far did you say you were from your unhappy wife when she fell, Pasha? That is none of your confounded business anymore. But it will remain your business, my friend, till the day you die. What do you mean by that remark? Ah, here comes the, your charming companion, Miss Smith. i leave you alone to bask in her charms. Au revoir. Wasn't that the captain? Yes, but uh, forget about him. Sybil, we're going to put into port tonight. Tonight? See, there's a storm coming up, and we're going to ride it out in Ismir. But I am leaving the ship. I want you to stay on board until tomorrow morning and then join me in Istanbul. Why do you want me to stay? To keep the captain from following me. Now, do as I say, Sybil, and meet me at the Mosque Hotel tomorrow. Then you are running away from him. But, Sybil, look. You lied to me about his being an army officer. Discovered he was actually with the police. Then you lied about my name and Stop now... Stop talking like that. I, I know what's on your mind. George! You think that I killed her, too. I swear that I didn't. She fell. I didn't have to save her, did I? Suppose I did let her... Sybil, I, I, I didn't mean that. I, no, no, Sybil, come back. Come back. All right, she knew, and I'm glad she knew. She'd stick by me or she wouldn't. I didn't care anymore. All I cared about was getting away and keeping myself awake. I forced myself out of the chair and back to my cabin. I sat down on the edge of the bed. Bed looked so inviting, so pleasant, so... Oh. Couldn't have been asleep more than a few minutes. And she came to me, Martha. Her arms outstretched as before. This time, her head, her, her face... Like I saw her in the morgue, lying there... She Shattered. I, I, I tried to run. I tried to escape. My legs were useless. I could only wait, pinned to the ground. While her hands got closer, her twisted mouth began to utter, Save me, George. Save me. I awoke on the floor where I'd fallen, and then I knew never again would I be able to sleep. Never would I close my eyes without seeing the horrible specter of Martha closing in on me, accusing me, asking me with her eyes why I let her die when I couldn't have saved her. The ship docked at seven. Two hours later, I was aboard a train bound for Istanbul. Why'd I return to Istanbul? I really don't know. I think 
I had to go back. There was no other means of transportation to any other place. Yes, that must have been it. What other reason could I have? As I sat in the dusty seat, I only thought of one thing. I must not fall asleep. I must keep myself awake. How long was it since I slept? A day? Two? My head felt heavy in my eyes. I couldn't do it. I had to sleep. May I share this seat? Mohammed. So we are returning to Istanbul, Pasha, together. Yes. Returning. And what will we do when we get there? What will we do? Will we proceed to my office and make a statement? Statement? Yes, a full confession, as it were. I have nothing to confess. I did not touch her, do you hear? No. No! Good enough. What? I said... Good enough. If that's the way you prefer it... You are trying to hound me into admitting that I killed my wife. Well, nothing on earth can do that. Do you understand? I understand perfectly, Pasha. It was an accident. Tired, Pasha? Rest your head against the cushion and sleep, my friend. The sleep of the innocent, hmm? The sleep one deserves when the mind is free and the conscience is clear. Look, get away from me. Sleep, my friend. Sleep. Sleep. Oh, she's here again. Martha. I can see her. I can hear her. Where can I run? Where can I go? Where can I escape from the voice? It calls. I'm sitting alone in my hotel room now, and I can hear the muezzin again calling his flock. I have set these events down as they happened to me, for the record, so that I may be judged fairly by those who may be interested. In a few moments, I intend to see for myself whether or not I am really guilty of a crime. I will return to the Red Minaret and reenact the scene. Something, someone draws me there. Who? Or, or what? Can it be? I'll know very shortly. Pardon the intrusion, mademoiselle. If you recall, I'm Captain Birch. Well, Captain... You have heard about your friend, George Thurston. I was notified an hour ago. An unfortunate accident. He fell from the minaret the way his wife did. You were there? I followed him when he left this hotel, and I saw him climb the minaret. It was very late, and the night was dark, but I hurried up 
after him to see what he was up to. And? Just as I reached the top, I saw him totter. He walked like a man who is dragged, who suffered from the loss of sleep. Before I could reach him, he lost his footing on a loose stone. And... And that was all, Captain? Except for his last words. I heard them clearly. As he fell, he said, Save me, Martha, save me. animal world, there is the hunter and the hunted, hound and fox, hawk and sparrow, cat and mouse. We in the topmost species have also joined the hunt, but who is to judge precisely which of us are hounds or foxes as we enter the chase? Chase was created and written for the National Broadcasting Company by Lawrence Clee. Featured in tonight's cast were Carl Swenson, Lucille Wall, Joyce Linden, and Danny Ocko. The Chase is directed and transcribed by Ed King. Fred Collins speaking. our thriller for this week hope you enjoyed it there's a lot more from the chase at relicradio.com alongside past episodes of this podcast all the others and everything else relic radio if you'd like to help support this and all of the shows visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website your support makes it all possible thanks as always to those who have helped out thanks for joining me this week be back next friday with another episode of relic radio thrillers Thrillers.